move. God's will is good, is perfect, is acceptable. He's going to change the way you think, right? Why? Because his will demands you think a different type of thought. Remember in Isaiah when he said, my thoughts aren't your thoughts? That's not a put down. It's an invitation up. God's really telling you, in order to get to the place that I've created you to get, you're going to have to think the thoughts that I have created you to think. And it's not just to let them pass through your mind. It's, not, it's kind of like the difference between listening and hearing. You can't just listen to the Word of God. You have to hear it. You have to receive it. Uh, Mark 4.24 in the Amplified says, The level of thought and study you give to the truth you hear determines the level of virtue and knowledge that comes back to you. Virtue's power. You know, sometimes people hear the same word that you heard, but they don't get no power. Why? Because they ain't giving no thought and study to the truth they hear. They're listening. It's kind of like a kid. Any of you guys had kids? Can't you tell when your kid's listening and, and when he's hearing? There's a difference. You know, when, when they just look at you and smile, and they go right back to their thumb exercises because they're doing their Xbox and they got it going. You know, uh, there, there was a season. I think there's a season in each of our lives. There was a season in our house. TJ was really into the Xbox stuff, and, and you know, he, he'd just really be playing. And, and you could come into the room, and you could say, make a statement like this. TJ, yeah, Dad. This is what I want you to do. Take out the garbage. It's Sunday night. We've fought with your brothers all week. They finally have it outside. Take the garbage from here out to the corner. Now, what he heard was different than what you said. Because what he heard was, enjoy Xbox for four more hours. If in the middle of your intense exercise, if you get hungry, go into the kitchen, make a huge mess, don't even worry about it, your mama will clean up after you. Leave your dirty socks right there in the middle of the floor where you lie, where they lie, and and when you get tired about 1 o'clock in the morning, just go back upstairs and go to bed, and somebody else will take care of the garbage for you. That's what he heard. He wasn't listening. He, 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 was just, he was just out there somewhere. And, and you know what? How, how we find out, how we find out that, that, that we're growing in life is when we start doing what we hear. Are you listening? Are you getting revelation? <laughs> you know, when, when you start doing what you hear, now you know you're growing. See, the, 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 it's not just, it's not just uh, uh, lining up, you know, somehow mentally, but it's actually beginning to change the way you feel about that now. See, James said, if you'll receive with meekness the engrafted word of God, it has the power to save your soul. Your soul's the way you think, the way you feel, the way you make your choices. God's word will change the way you think, which will change the way you feel, which will change the choices you make, and so forth and so on, right? If God's word isn't changing the way you think, you're not meditating it enough. You're thinking on other things too much. And you need to be thinking on these things, right? A couple different times in the Bible, it says, you know, this book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate day and night. Meditate, meditate. Psalms 1, and in his law, I do meditate day and night. We got to meditate the word of God. And that word meditate, it's the same word. It just means to chew the cud. You know, there's a group of animals that, that chew the cud. You know, you got the cow and, and the camel and, and, and the llama. And those, that group of animals that chew the cud, here's what's interesting about them, is that that group of animals, their teeth never stop growing. 
you know, you would think after years and years and years and years of chewing that over and over and just constantly chewing that their teeth would wear out. So God made that group of animals so that their teeth would never stop growing. Isn't that cool? Well, think about it. If you, if you get in his word and, and just meditate, 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 your heart, your spirit, your inner man would just continue to grow and grow and grow. But a lot of us, a lot of us, to be honest, can, can I be honest today? No, I don't care what you say. I'm going to do it anyways. But, uh, uh, you, you know, a lot of us are so small. We're puny in stature in our, in our inner man. We're easily defeated by, by storms and waves and wind. We're, we're knocked off track, and it don't take nothing. Shoot, you could lose your salvation at church. Well, I think that music's too loud. Duh. You know, when we leave here and our head's ringing, of course it's loud. You ought to try doing sound in this room. It's a mess. It's too hot in here. I don't know. Did I say that out loud? <laughs> yeah. You know, Shelby, it's Shelby's birthday week. You know, hey. <laughs> Woohoo! Shelby. I look over at her and she's just, I'm sweating up here. Next week, not only do we have the HVAC working, but I believe we actually get control over it. Thank you, Jesus. What was I even talking about? I just look at you and all other things go away. Hi, T. TJ's like, get on with it. All right, what was I saying? Puny and stature, you know, yeah. We're weenified Christians. Come on, don't take anything to hurt us, to upset us. Why? Because we think wrong. And if we, don't, if we don't get a grip on our thoughts, you ain't ever going to get a grip on your emotion. And how many know that God, God, God's not only going to direct the thoughts you think, He's going to direct the emotions you feel. You want to know what's hilarious? Is, dude, there, there are certain times when, uh, uh, I think a lot of times you guys think you know me, but you, man, there's a lot of stuff you don't know about. There's a lot of stuff you ain't ever going to know about me either. But, uh, uh, dude, there, there's a certain place where we can get in, in, in the flow and in, 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 in the anointing. And, dude, I look at you, and I, I, I can read your mail. You know, it's... Uh, there's just stuff. And I'm telling you what, there's people in the room right now, and you're fighting me. God, he's not going to begin to tell me how I feel because I don't, what I'm feeling is right. You're an idiot. <laughs> you're struggling. God's doing great things, and you're walking around like, like, like you're going to find something wrong. You're, that's stupid. Well if, we, well, if we don't watch it, you know what will happen. You know what will happen is you, you, you guys, will, you, you got way too much power. I have none. I'll tell you what we're going to do as a body. As far as I'm leading, we're going to do what God says. And that's it. We're just going to do what God says. And, well, how do we know? How about you getting the spirit and out of that other thing that you're in? Well, you, your emotions are ruining your life. You, you don't have any joy. You don't have any peace. You ain't got no victory. You ain't walking in hell. You don't, you don't have financial breakthrough. You, you don't have relational health. What's going on? Well, your emo- God needs to change the way you feel about some stuff. So you're going to have to start with the way you think about some things so he can approach you. He's taking you on a journey and getting you so that you actually feel the way he wants you to feel. 
Because think about it. If you're not free to think what you want to think, you're actually not free to feel what you want to feel. Is he God? You're free to answer. Is he God? Yes. Okay. Uh, if he's God, then we got to let him rule. Look at, look at Romans 12, verse 9. And, and, and let's just read through a few verses here for a minute. Let love be without hypocrisy. Abhor what is evil. Cling to what is good. Be kindly affectionate to one another with brotherly love and honor, giving preference to one another. Don't lag in diligence. Be fervent in the spirit. Serve the Lord. Rejoice in hope. Be patient in tribulation, continuing steadfastly in prayer, distributing to the needs of the saints, be given to hospitality. In, in those short verses, there's 13 exhortations given to the body of Christ. 13 of them. And what we do is we, 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 when we're encouraging, get into the word. So you read that. And then you close the book and you go out. And two and a half hours later, let me just ask you something. You think it's all fired up and operating in you? No, we could give a test on your way out the door today, and most of you won't be able to name the 13 exhortations. Well, but have they, do, have they we, we just read them. Has it changed the way you think? Not yet. Why? Because it doesn't work that way. You have to give thought and study to the truth you hear. You have to take it. You have to read it and repeat it and read it and repeat it and read it and repeat it and read it and repeat it. And you have to let the Holy Ghost talk to you about it. Hello, somebody. Go back to verse 9. Let's just take one verse. Let love be without hypocrisy. Let's just talk about this. He's talking, some of your translation says, let your love be genuine. He, he, this is the same verse where, where we just read, don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And, and, he, and he's taking us down this road and, and he gets us to the spot and he, and he says, so here's, here's, here's what we're gonna do. Here, here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna love God's way, not your way, God's way. Without hypocrisy. Hypocrisy uh, tries to present a picture on the outside that's not true on the inside. Hypocrisy uh, 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 acts all happy out here, but he's irritated in here. Hello? Oh, so I should act the way I feel on the inside? No, you should change the way you feel on the inside. Hypocrisy... The other face of hypocrisy is that it does whatever it can to cover up its own flaws, usually by pointing out the flaws of others so that we're distracted from the flaws of ourself. That's hypocrisy in love. And he said, I don't want you loving that way. I want you to love without hypocrisy. Well, how do we do that? Okay, in the original, in the, in the original Greek, there ain't no periods in this verse. So it's love without hypocrisy by abhorring what is evil and clinging to what is good. So, so here's how we actually love without hypocrisy. We abhor what is evil. Okay, now, now, now we got to talk about that for just a minute. We're supposed to abhor, that simply means hate, hate what is evil. Don't you think it's interesting that love, real love, hates? Let me say it again because you got to wrap your little brain around this. Real love hates. It hates what is evil. Okay? It doesn't dislike it. It doesn't avoid it. It doesn't put up with it. It hates it. 
Now, now, if real love hates some things, then, then hates evil, uh, then what we have to do is define, well, what is evil? No, we don't define what's evil. He defines what is evil. It, you know, if there was no God, then good and evil, I guess, would be like subjective. That what, what you like could, is evil to you or, or good to you, and what you like is good to you, and they could be different things, you know, because, you know, and, and this is the culture, the mindset that our, that our world operates in is that, you know, hey, we get to choose what's evil and what's good. How, how dare you tell me what is evil and what is good? How, and I'm thinking, you know, and, and I'm hoping the rest of us are thinking, no, we ain't telling you. God's telling us what's good. Can I tell you that there are some things that God loves that I wish he didn't? And it just doesn't flow with me. But I have to, if I'm going to be a follower of Christ, guess what I have to do? I have to change. Well, God's huge. Let him change. He ain't going to change. I think he said, I am the Lord thy God. I change not. He, get, he gets to set what's good and what's evil. Well, that sucks. Because, you know, it just seems weird that I should hate some stuff. Well, God's ways are different than our ways. I mean, just think about it. You know, the way up in the kingdom, down. How do I become great? You become the least. Matter of fact, how, how do I win? You become willing to lose. In order to win, you got to be willing to lose. Think about it. That it just in, in the natural world, I mean, most of the time when we're thinking of winning, we're thinking of winning. And can I just tell you something? I don't like losing. I don't care what we're doing. If we're out driving from here to the house, I'm beating them. I want to win. But sometimes in order to win, you have to lose. I mean, think about it. Sometimes when you lose, you are the winner. Lose weight, you win. Loses couple of habits, you get better. Matter of fact, some of you guys could be, you'd have a lot better life if you would lose a few of those friends. It's a different message, which is going to be good when we get there. I can tell by the way you, you're not looking at me. Um, <laughs> but we're supposed to abhor hate Hate what is evil. See, I think, I think one of the things that, 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 that we have to struggle with and we have to grapple with is that our current society and, and, our, and, and the culture that we are embracing and engaged with, that, that they want to befriend that which is evil. That, that, you know, we, we want to be inclusive and, and, and allow evil. Listen, uh, there is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ, who walk after the Spirit, not after the lust of the flesh. You know, and, uh, uh, so there, there's no condemnation for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. But it, he also says that if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us. But you can't confess a sin if you ain't got the sin to confess, right? So you have to, you have to understand that there are some things in your life that ought not be in your life. And not because you don't like them, but because he don't like them. Right there, there are, Listen again. No condemnation. I, just, just relax and just inhale. Blow it out slow. 
Okay, we're not, I'm not attacking people. I just want to talk about stuff. Because we're supposed to hate what is evil. You know, and, and, and you know, so we're supposed to hate what God hates. And, 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 and think about it for just a minute. And, and maybe you've been married two, three, five times. I, that's not the issue. The issue is this. Why does God hate divorce? God don't hate divorced people. God hates divorce. Okay, so, so why does God hate divorce? Because divorce hurts people. Let, let, me, let me tell you, what, how are you going to define you know, good and evil according to God and his word is that if it's hurtful to others, that's evil. He's talking about loving people. Don't let your love be hypocritical. Just hate what is evil. There, there, are, there are things that have been permitted that are hurting people, and instead of learning to get along with it, we need, as individuals, we need to learn to hate that stuff. We need to, we need to hate the fact that, that people are suffering and hurting, and that we need to hate the fact that people are separated from God because of a lying devil. We, we can't, well, that's just what, no, we got to hate that. And then it says, you know, and you're going to you're going to you're going to love without hypocrisy by abhorring what is evil and clinging, clinging, getting a grip on. Remember, Jesus got a great grip. How many are thankful that God's got a grip on your life? He's not going to let go. You're not going to slip through his grip. But you and I, we got to get a grip on good. We got to get a good grip, a God grip. We got to develop our grip. Why? Because that which is good, I'm telling you, it's hard to hang on to because everybody's trying to knock it out of your hand. If evil is what hurts people, then good is what heals people, what helps people. Well, quite often, the thing, the thing that would help another feels hurtful to you. And what he's saying is, is that what, what you need to understand is if your love is, is, is without hypocrisy, that that you you will understand and and pursue how to bless others e- even at the expense of your your own, but knowing that God will always take care of you. You think about it. Maybe maybe you're in a relationship battle right now. How, how would God have me? You remember, it's not the storm that defines you. It's how you handle the storm that's going to define you. And maybe you're in a relational battle right now. Well, well, what should I do? Well, hate the evil and hang on to the good. I mean, think the best about people. Speak the best about people. You know, what you got to do is you got to find your strength. And your strength is in him. Your strength is not in numbers. You, you know, you, well, I'm going to find some people who do agree with me and prove I'm right. No, you'll, you, you, might, you might think you won, but you just lost Sometimes you got to lose the argument to win the fight. No, what you want to do is you want to find your strength. You, you know, hey, the Bible says, uh, my son, attend unto my words and hearken unto my sayings. Let them not depart from thine eyes, for they are light to those that find them. You know, find your verse. Find your verse. You know, if you're in a, in a relational struggle, you ought to be an expert on what the Bible has to say about marriage and home life. Instead of finding what the world has to say about it, you know if you got if you if you're in a physical you know battle, you you ought to know everything that God's word has to say about health and healing. 
You know, isn't it weird that if you go to the doctor and the doctor says, hey, you have canine oopsiosis, and you go home and you get on the computer and you start searching it out and you know how to spell it forward and backwards. You know all the symptoms. You know all the medications. You know all the side effects of the medications that that, that he's going to have on you. And, and, and you study out because, you, man, doc said I have canine oopsiosis, and I'm going to find out what that is. It's a barking disorder. And you search it out. And you know, what if you treated God's word with that kind of passion? What, what, if, what if we went after the word of God with that kind of intensity? Come on, what's your verse? That's where your strength's going to be. And then you just got to, you know what? You just got to act like a believer. You got to act like God's word is true. You got to act like he's on your side. You got to act like you're not alone. Psalms 118, two times in the Amplified Version, it says the Lord is on your side. That don't mean he's on your team. It means he's on your side. I'm not on my own. I got help. Look at somebody tell them, I got help. help. Look back and say, you need it. (laughs) You got to increase your praise, increase your giving, increase your serving, and bring increase into your life and start talking faith. Come on, say what Jesus said. If you don't, you know, here's a great, if you're just brand new, you know, and, and uh, this is actually good for some of us veterans, you know, uh, of the word of God. But if you don't know where to start, get a, get a red letter edition. Go to the New Testament, you know, and everything Jesus said is in red. Read the red and pray for the power. Just read the red and pray for the power. And when those people come and say, well, I don't think that's for today, just shut them up, read the red, and pray for the power. Hello, somebody. Just keep talking, just keep talking, God talk. By the way, just have some fun. He said, I've come that you might have and enjoy life. How am I going to do it? Well, you're going to hang on. You're going to get a grip on what's good. You're going to get a grip on what's good. He said in the book of Micah, he said, I've shown you, O man, what is good. That you would love mercy, that you would do just and that you'd walk humbly with the Lord your God. Let me tell you what a good life is. A good life is when you do it God's way every day. That that's your main objective. Not, not just on weekends. Not just when everything's going good. But when the opportunity to demonstrate Satan's defeat arises, you are prepared, made ready in advance, equipped, equipped, equipped for the storm. Why? Because you got a good grip on what's good. You got a good grip on what's good. You know what? You you know how to overcome evil by doing good, right? It's in the book. Come on, it's in the book. How do I overcome evil? I do good. I bless those who persecute me. You know, when people are speaking evil, God bless you. He's on crack. No, he's got Jesus. How do I do that? How do, I mean, it's one thing, you know, to choose good. It's another thing to cling to it.
It's one thing to choose evil. It's another thing to, you know, to, to hate evil. It's, well, I, I choose to push evil aside. No, I got to learn to hate evil. Not in my house. Right? You, you got to get this attitude that, that as God begins to reveal to you the evil that's been camping in your camp, you got you to rise up and say, not another day. As for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. Evil, you're on your way out of here. Oh, come on, we're going to clap. Let's give God praise. No more room for darkness in my life. No, no more room for, for evil hanging around the house. It's got to go. And be careful. This might actually change the way you watch TV. This might change where you spend your free time. Isn't it funny that so many people in their free time are in bondage? Calling it their free time. Doing stuff that's putting them in bondage. That ain't your free time. That's your dumb time. We all have dumb time. Time to, hey, it's just nothing. This is just what I do. Make sure it's good. Make sure it's good for you. Man, I don't know. It's one thing to change the way I think, but change the way I feel. How, How do I do that? You must be born again. Oh, I prayed that prayer a long time ago. Maybe you need to be born again, again. Some of you need to be born again, again, again. You know what? I'm telling you, there's things that, 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 that God's speaking to me about from his word in my life, and I'm going, oh, no. Because I don't want to do that. And God's saying, you're going to do that. And I've learned not to argue I just procrastinate. <laughs> well, he said be, be patient in tribulation. Patient is the ability to remain unchanged. And uh, uh, come on, son. You're going to walk this way. Oh, God. I can't do that. But God's saying, I can do it through you. Maybe instead of you trying to do things, you let me do stuff through you and you watch. Maybe, maybe what we ought to do is realize that in God's endeavor, see the way up is down. Uh, the way to greatness is, is, is through smallness. The way to win is to lose. And the way to live is to die. It's an, it's an odd thing when you realize what God's true intention is to kill you. To take you out of the picture. So that instead of doing things, because you know what? If we're not careful, you know, here it is, this one-day weekend. And we're going to get visual awareness through some of the things we're going to do this year. That's not why we're doing it. It's just part of what happens. But we, we, don't, we don't want to be a people who do good things so people think we're good while we have bad things ruling on the inside of us. 
Maybe instead of trying to do good things to look good, we get good so that good's the only thing that can flow. How about you and I say, you know what? You know what I'm going to do today? I'm going to let God rearrange my life. I want him to change the way I think, and I want him to change the way I feel. Some of you have trust issues. You've been hurt in relationships. You've been hurt in church. You've been let down. You, 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 you've seen uh, misuse of power and authority. But you know what? The, the, that past can't be allowed to shape your future. So you have to be willing. You have to be willing to let God heal you from the inside out so that you can feel right. You know, you, you got to think right. And, 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 and you, you, you're, you're resisting the process because when the right feeling comes, you check it because, you, you know, I got hurt last time. God wants to heal you today. I'm telling you, God wants to heal you today. There's some of you I could walk out in the aisle and have you stand up myself and just prophesy to you that, yeah, you've been wounded. Yeah, you've been hurt. Yes, you've been disappointed. Yes, you've been beat on. Yes, you're right. But the future that God has for you cannot be manipulated by the past that, that you've experienced. You've got to let God heal you, restore you, refresh you, revive you, renew you so he can use you where he's taken you. So here's what I want you to do right now. Right now, if you're in this room, you say, you know what? I need God to rearrange me from the inside out. I need to feel different. I, I, I need to let God change my heart. If you, got, if you got courage, if you got some guts today, I want you to stand to your feet right where you are while everybody's looking around. You don't have to close your eyes. Just get up on your feet and say, yeah, that's what God needs to work in my life. If he's going to use us to change the world, then i got to let him change me. And I'm not afraid to admit today that there's feelings in me that have got to change. Man, no strings attached. I need the strings removed off of my life. And Father, right now, just reach your hand up towards heaven. Father, right now, we just declare over these your children freedom in Jesus' name. God, I, I, I just demand that every stronghold that has attached itself to their heart, to their mind, to their soul, that it would come off right now in Jesus' name. And the anointing of God would just eradicate all of the bondage and, and release a spiritual freedom in their life like they've never known before. And we declare today, God, that there, there's, a, there's a new sheriff in town. And God, we're going to submit to you. We, we are going to walk in agreement to you and to your word. And we're going to think different. And we're going to feel different. And we say, let thy will be done right here. In Jesus' name. Somebody, somebody give God praise today and thank Him for your freedom. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Amen. You can be seated for a minute. I want to pray one more prayer. And I want you just to bow your head. And if you're here today and you're not, man, I don't even know what you guys are doing, but I wouldn't mind being a part of that. Maybe you know that you've been separated from God. I want you to have the opportunity to connect your life to Jesus Christ today. So we're all going to pray a prayer. And if you're here today and you say, okay, it's my time. I, I, I'm, going to, I'm going to give my life to Jesus. Matter of fact, nobody's looking around. If that's you, would you hold your hand up? I just want to agree with you in prayer. Thank